This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Postal Service and National Association of Letter Carriers reached the next stage of contract negotiations. A handful of agencies were unable to stop spending money they don't have. And a new bill in the Senate looks to make it easier for soldiers to pass down their GI Bill benefits. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Negotiations between the Postal Service and the National Association of Letter Carriers have gone into mediation after both parties failed to approve a collective bargaining agreement. USPS and union officials will continue talks and must agree on a third-party arbitrator if the impasse continues after 60 days. NALC said negotiations have focused on compensation, non-career employees, and protections against layoffs. Nine agencies violated the Anti-Deficiency Act in fiscal 2018. The Government Accountability Office says the Defense Department, including the Army, had three violations worth more than $13 million, and the Commerce Department had two violations worth more than $35 million. The Departments of Justice, Veterans Affairs, and Agriculture also reported breaches of the law. The Anti-Deficiency Act says agencies can't spend money or commit to spending money that they don't have or have been prohibited from spending by Congress. Three senators introduced legislation to stop the Defense Department from restricting some service members' ability to transfer their GI Bill benefits. Senator Sherrod Brown, John Tester, and Richard Blumenthal's bill rolls back a DOD policy that stops service members who served 16 years or more from giving their education benefits to dependents. The policy was supposed to go into effect in July, but the Pentagon pushed the deadline to January 2020 after blowback from Congress. The operator of the Navy Marine Corps intranet gets another $650 million worth of work because of ongoing delays in the contracting process. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The Navy's extending its existing agreement with Prospecta until at least mid-June of next year and potentially until December of 2020. The company first won the NGEN contract in June of 2013. It has served as the main operator of Navy IT Network since then under a deal that was supposed to only last five years. The Navy had originally planned to divide NMCI's management into separate contracts, dubbed NGEN-R, by the end of 2018, but the service still has not made a decision on those new awards. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. DOD's Joint Artificial Intelligence Center held a three-day hackathon over the weekend and on Monday aimed at using AI tools to evaluate maintenance data for aircraft. The event brought more than 50 hackers to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor to recognize, classify, and quantify maintainer actions in intuitive ways. The three winners received up to $15,000 each to advance their concepts. The Patent and Trademark Office is on the hunt for a senior artificial intelligence expert. USPTO's new hire will help the chief information officer find gaps in the agency's current AI strategy and work with the agency's software engineers to develop use cases. The expert will also collaborate with USPTO program offices to create a long-term AI roadmap. USPTO will accept applications through October 25th. The Office of the Federal CIO is seeing some shuffling of its personnel. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with the details. The Office of the Federal CIO welcomed two new executives while it said goodbye to another one. Nicholas Anderson joined as the new federal cybersecurity lead in OMB. He comes to the role after serving as the head of cybersecurity for the state of Vermont. 
Sheila Cooch also fills a key position at OMB as a senior policy advisor. She comes to the role from the Homeland Security Department, where she served as the chief of staff for its CIO for the last four years. Finally, Bill Hunt, who led OMB's cloud policy efforts, left for SBA after two years. I'm Jason Miller. There are over 49,000 vacancies at the Veterans Affairs Department, but the overall size of the VA workforce is larger than it's ever been. VA says it's still struggling to accurately describe exactly how many vacancies it has across its 140 medical facilities. The agency says a VA-specific staffing model is under development and should help those efforts. VA acknowledged it could be more strategic in deploying successful recruitment and retention incentives to the occupations, facilities, and locations that need staffing help the most. And the Trump administration's tariff battle with China has an improvisational quality. As one U.S.-based manufacturer found out, here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin to explain. Apple says it will build its new Mac Pro, its most expensive computer, in the United States. This after the company received a waiver from tariffs on critical components. Those parts come from China. As a result, Apple says it will keep production of the whole computer in Austin, Texas, instead of moving it to China. And that the new machine has twice the U.S. sourced content as the old model. I'm Tom Temin. You can find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 